hello everyone welcome to another episode of beneath vancouver radio i'm your host aaron uh at the time of this recording we are going through a very 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 strong heat wave um so if you're watching this on youtube um which if you aren't aware all the episodes that we've done so far in season two are available on youtube so make sure to check them out if you are more into the video stuff i am sweating up a storm but nonetheless i am joined today special guest jonathan from pokioki how are you doing, Jonathan? How are you doing with the heat? First of all, you got some water, right? I saw earlier before we started recording. Yeah, I got to make sure. I don't want you passing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm pretty good about staying hydrated. Um, I'm I'm lucky I get to be here in the AC doing this right now, <laughs> even though uh, a lot of my team are out in the trenches. So yeah, I'll be with them probably tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, you'll be yeah. on the on the last day there going to be joining them which is good so um well thank you again for taking the time to to be on the show um i i'm looking forward to this conversation a lot actually just to hear we've done a a few restaurants and a few kind of food-based businesses within the podcast here but um we haven't had a lot of those and i want to just kind of spin into more of that because obviously here in vancouver we're known for i think a lot of the wonderful food uh options that we have and cuisines and everything like that so uh, i'm gonna let you kind of take over here and and start off the episode as we usually do with this question and and uh, Jonathan, who are you today? So today, um, I am the CEO of Pokioki Enterprises, um, and we are a small business that currently owns and operates three restaurants in Greater Vancouver. Um, so we, we had our first one in Richmond, um, mm-hmm. our second one in Burnaby, and as of two weeks ago, our third one downtown. Nice. So, so yeah, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, very, very humble. I'm sure there's more to that. But l- let's kind of start from the beginning then. How did you kind of get involved in this? Um, was this always been a passion of yours? I know for a lot of people who are in the restaurant biz, as they say, um, you know, owning a restaurant and food has always been a part of their life growing up. And, you know, whether that's through family or friends, they always somehow get involved within the business. So um, why don't you share a little bit in terms of your background and how you actually got to, you know, be where the position that you're at today? Well, I think um, I it kind of started out um, with my friend from high school. Um, his name is Victor. He's our executive chef now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he decided to go into the culinary field. And then um, this was a long time ago, like maybe seven, eight years ago. And then he kind of went on to do his own thing. And he went to Korea. And then he went to um he was he was all over the place because the the thing about you know uh working in a kitchen is pretty much anywhere you go you can find a job right and so you can just kind of uh (laughs) travel around and work in different kitchens and uh, most recently before starting pokioki with me he was working at a actually a michelin star establishment Mm -hmm. um in in china it's called a bo shanghai and it's under chef alvin leung so okay. it's it's pretty it's a pretty reputable spot and he actually turned down a, a sous chef position over there so he could come and do this with me so wow. i actually it's a good friend <laughs> yeah yeah i i think uh i i probably am just uh really good at you know um dragging him along into yeah, whatever some is, persuasion know? involved in there for sure <laughs> yeah yeah but i i mean like in hindsight it, it 
it did appear to have worked out for for both of us so i, I think he's he's happy about it now but at the time you know he thought it was pretty nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to give up what he had to go for it so i, I respect him for that <laughs> yeah no for sure victor if you're listening shout out to him and, yeah. and i guess like the cuisine was that always was that kind of something that you had in mind already like how, how does one pick what uh what type of food they're actually going to serve at, at the restaurants well i mean like we were this is something that we talked about like over the years you know mm-hmm. we get together it's like oh yeah we should start a restaurant you know it's just like a lot of people have these kind of discussions but um you know when i was um here i was i was working at a food supplier and then you know it allowed me to kind of see how the the trends and stuff were going and right. um we like when i came across this poke thing then i thought that um it's kind of a how do you say an easier business for us to get into because sure, um, yeah. it, there's not it's not as demanding in terms of cooking and all of that but mm-hmm. at the same time it still provided us with an outlet for creativity too um because it's kind of you know the the genre i guess you could call it is like rice bowls right so mm-hmm. when it comes to rice bowls there's um all kinds of stuff that you can do and actually that's that's one thing that's kind of unique about our brand is um we're, we're pokey right? We're not actually poke, we're pokey. So <laughs> it gives us that extra little bit of wiggle room to kind of do what we want to do. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I went to Hawaii, um, like, right around when we started the business. So I could, right. you know, do some market research, or not really market research, I guess, just learning about poke and stuff like that. And, yeah. and um, of course, it was really good, and I enjoyed it a lot. But at the same time, it's a, it's a very um simple food i guess like in Mm -hmm. hawaii usually it's just um rice and then fish and it's pretty much just that right whereas in in vancouver um it's come to be known as mainland poke i guess so you know it's more what you would expect to see is like you know you have your rice and your fish but you also have like vegetables and sauces and toppings and stuff yeah all that stuff yeah so gotcha um, okay and then we kind of um went a little bit crazier and we were doing like in the past some of our more luxurious items like we did like our like our uni bowl like the gold bowl and then we did some like wagyu and lobster and you know all these other things just because mm-hmm. you know we we felt like right? so, yeah hey yeah. give it a shot right i mean if yeah, it works it yeah. works if it doesn't then 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 you can kind of pivot and stuff like that so yeah yeah when you're so you you mentioned obviously at the beginning that the richmond was the first location how long ago was that was the first location opened so that was in 2018 um okay yeah yeah about three about three years ago so let's go back three years you know you're with yourself victor and the rest of your team as well like how do you what was the first couple of maybe months and stuff like that in terms besides maybe victor who has obviously has has restaurant experience and Hmm. and has you know has been on that side of the coin has any was everyone else on the team kind of could help guide the the ship so to speak or was it kind of like well we'll, we're just going to go with the flow see what happens and then you know hope that it sticks (laughs) well i mean in in the beginning, yeah, it was just me and Victor, and um, we were we hired one other person, and his name's Kenny. So mm-hmm. he was our first employee, and then now he's a partner and uh, CFO, I guess. So yeah. shout um, out Kenny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it was just like the three of us, kind of just working from open to close every day, and then mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we should, you know, probably start hiring some people. And, <laughs> um, 
and then yeah i guess we kind of just um after we were able to you know establish um like a, a better team and like get people trained up and stuff then it kind of freed us up to start working more on the business and you mm -hmm. know working on building the brand and finding yeah. new locations and stuff like that but um we did spend a significant chunk of time working together in the kitchen and uh that's kind of um i guess where it all started in a way <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. Uh, just three friends three you know partners all just working together and i think that's the beauty of it and i like how you also mentioned like the aspect of of hiring people right and and you know at the end of the day steer or giving the the reins or, or handing aspects of the business to other other folks and people mm -hmm. outside from you know the founding team if you will because that's when you start to scale right that's when you start as you said finding the time to actually building the brand building the operation seeing you know what could improve how can we make this better and yeah. stuff like that and mm -hmm. i know for for a fact a lot of the people that i've had on this podcast who are you know business owners that's sometimes the part that they struggle with the most is because you're so passionate about it you always want to be kind of in there in there in there but then sometimes that can even hinder the the growth of, of of whatever business that you're trying to do so uh, it's i'm yeah. happy to hear that you found that at, a, at an earlier time than maybe some other other people who you know maybe <laughs> five ten years down the road they're still like no i gotta do everything and <laughs> they're uh, why isn't this growing why isn't this growing and well i mean down. i mean like at the end of the day like as the first you know as the owner and the first operator and you know you're you're gonna be better at doing any given task than anybody else right because mm -hmm. you have all the knowledge and skills and experience but um you kind of have to force yourself to you know give it to somebody who might not do as good a job of you as you in the beginning um eventually you know once they get the experience and the training that they can get to hopefully close to where you are but um you have to make that leap you know and it's yeah. uh it's something that a lot of business owners don't think about until yeah much later right so yeah. exactly <laughs> well speaking about leaps um mm -hmm. you had mentioned again at the beginning of the episode you just recently opened your location downtown a couple weekends ago i actually saw a lot of influx of, of social media i think you guys were doing like a big giveaway or something along those lines correct me if i'm wrong yeah yeah i mean uh we we did our free poke event so we just uh we gave like medium size, like full meals, mm -hmm. um, just to anybody who showed up for two days. And I think we had like around 1200 people show yeah, up. I, and, I saw the lineups. They, yeah. they, were, they were looking pretty long. Yeah. Um, yeah. Might I add. So no, that's good. Man. And I, I'm happy to hear obviously that went successful, mm. but, um, you know, the times that we're in, obviously at the time of this recording, we're still, mm. you know, nearing the end, hopefully knock on wood of, uh, of, uh, of COVID's uh, pandemic and stuff like that. And, you know, what, what was kind of the thought process behind, you know, thinking to yourself, you know, we're going to open now a new, a new you know location you know at the times where you know some restaurants might be struggling and stuff like that was it something that was even pre-covid already in the th in the thought process or in the pipeline or kind of maybe just share a little bit in terms of your th your thoughts and of opening a new location you know during these times well i mean um we when we opened the first restaurant we already had you know more restaurants in mind in the future right mm -hmm. and then um when we started working on the second one which was in burnaby um, right like covid wasn't a thing yet it took us like almost a year to get it done and then mm -hmm. it just so happened like actually when we did the grand opening for burnaby it was like uh you know a week or two before we went into lockdown so oh, okay um, yeah so i mean we kind of just had to just roll with the punches and mm -hmm. figure out how to navigate the new uh new business landscape i guess um yeah 
And, um, you know, as for the third store, we, we did undertake the project during COVID, but I guess it was just kind of, it was always the plan and mm-hmm. we just had to, um, you know, make the necessary adjustments along the way. And yeah, I guess it was, we survived. So it's, yeah, good. it's good. No, yeah. no, no. And, yeah. and it'll only get better, obviously, as, as things start opening up and, mm. you know, some normalcy is, uh, is is returning now and in i guess just to kind of switch gears here a little bit in terms of yourself and kind of you know your your day-to-day in terms of everything and with the business and everything and and you know the operations that you do what's been kind of like your biggest obstacle so far in the last you know three-ish years a little over three years that you've been kind of doing this um well i think it would i mean i know this is kind of back to covid but at, <laughs> at the end of the day like um these food delivery platforms like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, skip the dishes, Uber eats, all of these companies, like, um, we were working with them before COVID. Um, and they would account for maybe like 30 to 50% of our sales. Um, Mm -hmm. but as as soon as COVID hit, um, it was, you know, maybe 90% of our sales or something were through these platforms. Right. And the thing about them is even though they're great for, you know, helping you find new customers and, you know, delivering your food and stuff like that, um, they, they charged a really high commission rate. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, on Uber eats, they actually charged, um, back then it was 30%, right? So when, if you order a $20 poke bowl, then $6 actually goes straight to Uber. Right. And then for, for the, for the restaurant, like, uh, that doesn't really leave you with any profits, right? It just, Mm -hmm. um, like after you cover all of your overheads and your staffing and your food costs, it's like, in some cases you even lose money, right? Cause you know, 30% is really a lot. So, um, we, like it was interesting to, you know, see the sales volume stay pretty much consistent, but um, like profit wise, it was, you know, terrible. Right. And we mm-hmm. were just barely struggling to keep the doors open. So even though we were busy, it was like kind of, uh, we were just working for Uber. Right. At that point. Yeah. At that so, point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like the good thing is, you know, um, through the entire pandemic, we, we didn't have to lay off anybody. We were able okay. to keep all Happy of our staff and team. And so th- that was, that was probably the biggest, uh, the biggest benefit to all of that is we, you know, people had jobs. So, yeah. Yeah. That is uh, something that, you know, unfortunately, some not everyone could say in the last, you know, year and a bit that we've been in this situation. But mm. I'm going to go into more of a positive note here and ask yeah. you the question that um, I've been wondering for a while, obviously, being the CEO, what mm. is your favorite food item like uh, from the restaurant? Like what's your go to <laughs> what's your go to order? I'm curious. I'm sure the listeners are curious, too. Mm. You got to have a favorite probably, right? Well, this this might be a little bit um, of a left field answer, but I actually really like the beefy bowl. Um, so that what the beefy bowl is is it's kind of like uh, Japanese like gyudon. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I don't know if you've heard of like you know like Yoshinoya or like those that kind of brand. So it's basically okay. just like uh, cooked beef on rice, and mm-hmm. we we actually added this item to our menu because we had a lot of people asking us for cooked food. So, um, I mean, of course people love sashimi, they love raw fish and that's why, you know, poke is popular, but there there's often like, you know, if there's a group of friends, then there'll be like one person who's like, Oh, I'm not so down for the raw fish. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like, always hey, that one any... person in the friend group. <laughs> yeah, Seafood, exactly. raw fish, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so, you know, we, we, 
um we had worked on this with our shafts and you know it, it actually was trickier than we thought it would be to get it just how we wanted to be mm -hmm. like as close to in japan right but um we yeah it, it's pretty good now and i i'm a big meat eater personally so okay. like on on some days i'll definitely go for the poke get get some raw fish and all that but for the most part i'm going to be craving some beef you know yeah. so uh that's why that's my go-to item i would say <laughs> no that sounds good um yeah. and, and actually for following up on that like in terms of the creativity and and how you spawn you know different food items and you mentioned you had a couple of different bowls and and stuff like that and obviously the the new one that you or not not the new one but the beef version that you just brought up right now what's mm -hmm. kind of the the creativity or the inspiration like do you and victor and the rest of the team kind of you know brainstorm does victor come up with the ideas kind of how does the how do new potential food items come out in play in terms of your stores um well i think it's there's no there's no set method really it's just mm -hmm. kind of um because like victor is the like i said the main chef right but i also love to cook as a hobby um right and that actually he, he's the one who taught me to cook so many years ago but you know <laughs> since, since then you know I, i've enjoyed to cook as a hobby and you know kenny also he came from a, a restaurant background he went to um vcc i think it was and yeah and he worked in a few different restaurants too so it's kind of like you know if we have an idea like any of us we might like um you know test it out we we'll send like samples between like friends and family and then we'll we'll kind of get some feedback and then um yeah if, if the feedback's good then we'll throw it on the menu and see how it does right and uh, yeah has there so, been has there been one item that you know maybe you could share with us that was you know a potential contender but kind of at the end of the day didn't go through um to the actual you know to the product line so to speak hmm well i i think like for the most part things usually get their day in the sun like even like <laughs> usually it, like, yeah yeah like uh, and you know the, the reason why i wouldn't want to mention anything that hasn't made it yet is because it might still make it in the future okay. like because we, we have a couple of ideas that were kind of almost there but not quite right but for sure there, there were some things that you know we we put out and then you know nobody was buying them so you know we took them off yeah. down right like uh <laughs> we used to have a, a happy bowl and that was like our kids meal thing mm -hmm. um but uh, yeah no nobody was ordering it i guess you know even even kids they like kids, to they get the full <laughs> medium sized yeah they don't want yeah, no kids and, and, meal and they like they like sashimi and stuff too you know like uh I, when i was a kid or when like a lot of my friends and stuff they'd be like oh what's that you know you gross i can't eat that right yeah, but yeah, these yeah. days kids are like oh yeah i'll have the salmon sashimi you know they're like eight seven eight years old so there was i guess just no real need for a kid-friendly option because it's all kid-friendly apparently so yeah <laughs> now that maybe the parents buy and then they, they eat all the sashimi and then they just give the kids the rice or something who knows but hey if they're, <laughs> maybe, <yeah. laughs> if they're buying it they're buying it no that makes sense man yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll keep an eye out in terms of, of the new the new items and stuff like that and and see what pops up for for yourself obviously navigating this pandemic and you know going through you know the last a bit year and a half and as you mentioned as well the 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 lower in profits and and you know just things in general that have happened for businesses what's been kind of your outlook now when it comes to the 
the community, I guess, because one thing that definitely spawned a lot, at least from what I've seen, and, and maybe you've seen as well, is is the support local. Um, a lot of people supporting, you know, local friend, uh, businesses, um, you know, mom and pop shops, etc. Uh, what's been kind of your outlook on that in terms of, you know, the, the support that the community has given and um, how you think, you know, moving forward, you know, as we as we step away from this pandemic that will potentially be again the the new customers that you've gotten through through the time that that you've had well i mean like when when it comes to the community like we we've always believed in getting involved right mm -hmm. so um before the pandemic hit um we were um actively looking for ways that we could give back to the community so like right. you know there there would be some like public school festivals or you know, maybe like events organized by the community center or, you know, for, for any type of reason. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we would be there to show our support. We would be giving away free food at these events and we just wanted to, you know, get involved. Right. And, and mm -hmm. show that we cared. Right. And, um, when COVID hit, then, um, you know, obviously we weren't expecting any of this, but when, when, um, we heard all these, uh, outcries to support local and, you know, people supported us. Right. And, um, we were very thankful for that because like I said, you know, it's part of the reason why we're still here today is because of all the community effort to, you know, support us. Right. And other businesses like us. So we, we do appreciate it very much. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear. And, and I think as well, like the, I think the community realizes that and sees as well like the support that as you said pre-covid and even before that um you were given back to the community from beginnings and i think a lot of people see that and, and like take that to account not necessarily for the decisions but just as a way of like you know maybe even going out to eat once a week and obviously from at that time when peak of covid where it was difficult to even leave your house you know without mm -hmm. kind of getting looked at of like you know what's this what's this person doing out of the <laughs> what's yeah. this person doing outside right yeah i still remember that in like mm -hmm. early you know march or april may of love of last year you'd, you'd be outside and people would be like whoa you know you've left your house you're in the you're yeah. entering the twilight zone almost but yeah. um yeah no it's it's important i think especially with Vancouver and the you know surrounding cities lower mainland in general and obviously one of the reasons why I enjoy having this podcast is because I get to chat with these people that are supporting you know at the end of the day the the, the infrastructure that you know that Vancouver is made up you know restaurants creatives uh, other entrepreneurs other business owners etc that really you know keep the economy going and, and give jobs as you said to people locally and everything along those lines so um you know i'm i'm, I'm hopefully that uh, this podcast is a just a small part of that equation obviously um but able to to share those stories i think is what's super important and speaking about sharing you know their stories and everything like that what's been kind of you know you see yourself maybe in the next two three four years maybe opening more restaurants like what are the next steps without maybe revealing too much information if there's you know some some ndas or confidential stuff but um <laughs> what's kind of the next steps for for you and and the business yeah i mean we we're definitely um open to the possibility of uh expanding pokey um see you know what's available in terms of you know locations and stuff mm -hmm. like that and um maybe a little bit further out we might look at branching into some other concepts as well um we aren't sure exactly um when or what that might be but we have a few different ideas in the pipeline and um because you know i 
I mentioned that I like to eat a lot of meat, so you know we might do <laughs> something a little more specialized in that because uh, right. we 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 experimented a little bit with it in Pokioki, and then now we're thinking like, oh, maybe we can you know maybe make this its own thing or something. So we'll we'll see where we go with that, but it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, and as well like experimenting and trying different things, and I think that's you know, what's exciting about doing your own thing, right? And having your mm. own business and, and testing out different products and mm. just seeing what works, what doesn't work. And again, at the end of the day, you can always go back to the drawing board and, and, and figure new things out if need be. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm sure that the <laughs> listeners are as well. Um, well, nearing the end of our podcast episode here, unfortunately, again, I'm so many over 60 episodes in and I'm still surprised at how quickly these things go. I'm just like, wow, it's already that time. <laughs> yeah, actually. <though. laughs> um, just goes to show maybe this is a, a a good thing that uh, the conversations are flowing and everything like that. But mm. near the end, as I mentioned again, before, right before we started re- recording here is um, the ending question or the fin- final question I should say that I have for all my guests is mm. uh, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self and why? And this can be, you know, Jonathan from yesterday or Jonathan from, you know, five years ago, it doesn't matter. Um, mm. But just one piece of advice and, and why? Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't really anything business related per se, but yeah, doesn't have to um, be. <laughs> I, I would, I would say to, um, look after my health a little more because, okay. um, like I'm, I'm in pretty good shape now. I've been trying to exercise and eat a little better and stuff, but, um, you know, for, for many, many years, I didn't do any kind of, you know, like, I just didn't care. Right. Like when, yeah. when I'm, when I'm young, I was just like, um, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be healthy all the time. I don't care. It's going to be fine. Right. And then, um, you know, and then now when I'm, you know, I, I just turned 30 and then I was like starting to feel a little bit, you know, more tired. I can't, you know, some knee pain, um, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Knee pain, back pain, you name it, you know, I got it. So, and I was thinking like, Hey, you know, I might not hold up for so long if I don't start looking out for myself, but if I had done, if I'd started, you know, exercising and eating better, maybe five years ago, then I would be, even healthier now right so um i i'm sure it's gonna be fine but um it's, it's definitely something that i wish my younger self had done uh, it's like uh yeah <laughs> no for sure and thank yeah. you for sharing that a, a lot of the times yeah people do share more like personal advice or more like on the like business side of things but by no mm. means does that have to be business related it's just mm an open-ended question as to, you know, whatever people decide that they wish they told their younger self friend. And, and, you know, I'm sure for hopefully a lot of our listeners, which is more on the younger demographic, you know, mm. 17, 18 young mm. adults, so to speak, um, mm. make sure to exercise out there. And, you know, even if it's just walking around the park and on a beautiful sunny day, it, well, maybe not today, actually, because it's, you know, almost 40 degrees, but um, on a less warmer <laughs> day um, when it's more normal temperatures, um, just go out for walks. And just, uh, especially now, you know, we're working from home and looking at screens more than ever probably now so mm. just take the time to to disconnect and and um yeah just get some get some exercise in there uh Actually, if there's anything something, I learned, sorry, oh, yeah, something something i was gonna add is um um usually people who don't exercise, they'll always say that I don't have time, right? But mm-hmm. what I learned when I actually started to do it is um maybe you'll spend an hour or 30 minutes out of your day to exercise, but all of the other hours you will actually get more done yeah. because you'll be more focused. You'll have more energy and it, it actually pays itself back in terms mm-hmm. of the time you spend. So that's, that's what I would, you know, recommend to, to think about, you know, for 
any any of the listeners i guess yeah no exactly yeah. and and i can totally relate i actually just started going to the gym in the morning now and st- before work yeah. um which is you know technically i'm losing an hour of sleep or something like yeah. that but hmm. um i'm starting my day a lot more focused got it like i don't need coffee or anything to wake up it's just hmm. you know that's kind of my energy boost and um you know between when i start working at nine it's just go 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 and um i get definitely get a lot more work done and a little bit more productive when it comes to that after a nice morning workout so um, yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the example of uh, what Jonathan is trying to say here. It works. It works. It really does. So well, thank, thank you. you for the support. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime, <laughs> but thank you for, for coming on the show, uh, for sharing your story, sharing a little bit more uh, about uh, what's going on in your life and with uh, Pokioki. So it's going to be now 30 seconds, not really 30 seconds. You can take as long as you want, but uh, any shout outs, any plugs, your, this is your balls in your court. Go for it. Um, I mean, I got my shout outs in for the most part. Um, but yeah, just a shout out to Aaron, I guess. Thanks so much oh, for letting no me worries. be on the show. And um, it's always it's always fun to chat and to, you know, talk a little bit about um, what makes us us. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're thankful for the opportunity. And where can they find you on socials if they want to check out, you know, any kind of the so I've seen your I've seen the, the Instagram and it's very, very nice and the website as well. So um, yeah, where can they I find mean, you? Uh, yeah, we're on uh, Pokioki YBR um, on Instagram. And then uh, you can find us also at Pokioki.com. And uh, I think we're also on YouTube, but uh, I think that's, I think that should be Pokioki YBR as well. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll put all the, yeah. the, all the description or sorry, all the links and channels and everything like that in the description below if you're watching this mm-hmm. on YouTube. And if you're listening, I'll put it in the podcast description as well. Um, thank you again, Jonathan. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I'm a customer of yours and I can attest again to the wonderful food that uh, that's why I was really excited when uh, I got you I was like yes (laughs) so um, thank you for for being a staple in the I'm I live in Richmond so the Richmond location I I go to uh, rather often so um, thank you for for being a staple in our community and for and for creating an amazing space for for not just to eat but also to just spend time with one another and and have the doors open for for people who want to join in so thank you again thank you to all of our listeners uh for tuning in this once again was episode number 61 of beneath vancouver radio just again a quick shout out to um everyone who's tuned in from episodes you know honestly one and upwards thank you for all your support um again if you are a new listener um either from jonathan circle or for anything along those matters we do have both an audio and video version of the podcast so whichever you'd prefer all available on um, beneathvancouver.com. You can check out more details as well. So thank you again. Have a wonderful rest of your day and take care. Thanks, Aaron. Cheers. Cheers.